Isaiah receives a vision of God enthroned in glory. He feels unworthy to be in God's presence, but is purified so that he can speak God's word to the people. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and say to this people, Keep listening, but do not comprehend. Keep looking, but do not understand. Make the mind of this people dull, and stop their ears, and shut their eyes, so that they may not look with their eyes, and listen with their ears, and comprehend with their minds, and turn to be healed. Then I said, How long, O Lord? And he said, Until the cities lie waste without inhabitant, and the houses without people, and the land is utterly desolate. Until the Lord sends everyone far away, And vast is the emptiness in the midst of the land. Even if a tenth part remain in it, it will be burned again. Like the terebrinth or an oak whose stump remains standing when it is felled. The holy seed is its stump. The word of the Lord. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 138, found on page 4 of the service booklet. Please stand as you are able and sing. Thank you. 
the Corinthians of the gospel that he has preached to them. The Lord who has been offered as a sacrifice for sin has been raised, and and God's Holy Spirit is even now active in the church. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, and which also you stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you, as of first importance, what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the last, the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they were beginning to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. When our general convention decided that we would use the revised common lectionary instead of the prayer book lectionary, I found myself um, for just a minute saying, don't mess with my prayer book. Um, Having come into the church in 1980, that's the only prayer book I've known. Lots of people said that about the 28 prayer book. But as we've gone through the Revised Common Lectionary, I'm really glad that we have made that switch. We get a much fuller reading, set of readings, from the Old Testament than we've had before. 
we've always heard this story of Isaiah's call, of Isaiah in the temple, and he's um, terrified of seeing God and thinks he's unworthy, and the angel touching his lips, and then God saying, who will go for us? Who shall I send? And Isaiah doing that foolish thing that you should never do when God is involved, and that is volunteering. Um, but then we never hear that we didn't used to hear the message that Isaiah was supposed to take. And it's not a happy message. Say to this people, stop up your ears so that you will listen and not hear. Say to this people, don't see what's in front of you. Say to this people, make your minds dull so that you won't get it. Why on earth would God want God's people not to get it? And so Isaiah, having now volunteered and then hearing the, the magnitude of the message he is to deliver, says to God, how long, how long do you want me to give this message? And again, the answer is not happy. Until cities lie desolate, until the land is forsaken, until people are gone into another land. Ah, now we begin to get it. Isaiah writes his prophecies over the period of time um, when Jerusalem is in decline and finally besieged and exiled. So this is a way at the beginning of the book of saying this is what's going to happen at the end of the book. Isaiah was probably at that point wishing he had not volunteered. How long, O oh Lord? It's a wake-up call. This is what's going to happen if you don't hear the word that God is speaking. Um, we had our own wake-up call last week at annual meeting, not quite so dramatic. Um, the vestry presented a budget in which we are taking $25,000 out of reserve for this year. We saw that we have 75000 in reserve. You can do the math. How many years can we do that? We need to have a wake-up call. How long? Well, we can either get it now or wait, and then it will be too late, just like Isaiah's situation. But I want to turn instead to the gospel. Peter has a reaction very much like Isaiah. Isaiah says, woe is me, I have seen God, I'm an unworthy person among a people with unclean lips. What's going to happen? Peter sees this miraculous catch of fish and says to Jesus, depart from me for I am a sinful man. I don't deserve this. But I want us to notice the differences between the Isaiah story and the Peter story. Isaiah has his vision in the temple. He's inside the church. He's at worship. Peter has his experience on the seashore, out there where people make their living. And not just any people, but usually the poor people are making their living. Isaiah hears God say, tell this people to be deaf, not to hear the word of God. Jesus, with Peter, is sitting by the lake shore, and people are pressing in on him to hear the word of God. Can't wait to get it. Isaiah is foolish enough to volunteer. Peter complains. He has to be told what to do. And don't you love his response? I can just hear a church committee or a vestry or somebody saying, we tried that already, and it didn't work. We've been fishing all night and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. And so he lets down the nets, and they get more fish than they know what to do with. What a great problem to have. The nets are breaking. The boats are sinking. Wouldn't you think that they would be excited and want to stay doing whatever it was that they were doing? Instead, Peter recognizes Jesus for who he is. And when they get back to the shore, they leave everything and follow him. 
I hope they did something with those fish before they left. But they follow him. Because Jesus was with them in the boat. They got it. Um, so some questions then that I have for us as we go into this year, which I'm calling not church as usual. We're being given a wake-up call. Who is pressing in on us to hear the word of God? Here's Jesus at the lakeshore. This great crowd of people wants to hear it. Who are we missing? Who haven't we seen who are pressing in to hear the word of God? There's a little child about two years old who comes to the 8 o'clock service, and you can just see the grumpy faces kind of get upset when she shows up. But she can't wait to get to the communion rail. Um, She can't wait to greet her friends. Maybe that's who's pressing in on us to hear the word of God. What excuses are we offering? We tried that once and it didn't work. Or the one that you hear in church all the time, we've never done it that way before. Um, What excuses are we offering? And then when we see God working, when we see those successes, where are we willing to go? Isaiah was in the temple at worship. Peter was out at the seashore making his living. I think you have to have them both. I think that whatever it is God is calling us to do, we'll get that picture when we come here to worship. The angels are singing that same hymn that we sing at this altar. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Um, Heaven and earth are full of his glory. And it's that that gives Isaiah his vision. He sees God and knows that God wants him to go somewhere and volunteers. Who are the people pressing in on us? How do we need to invite them into our worship? What excuses are we giving ourselves for not hearing those people and bringing to them the word of God? How do we do our worship so that we can see that and know where we're going? We've had a wake-up call. We now need to be very attentive to where God is calling us in this next year. Amen.